This episode is brought to you by Levitt Pavilion. This summer, check out one of my favorite outdoor concert venues in Denver, Levitt Pavilion. May through October, Levitt is offering ticketed and totally free all-ages concerts. I feel like we just go to anything that's free because it's like the kids can be at the show and it's people aren't weird about it and you can like bring a picnic. It's awesome. Some of the free shows this season include Iskali, Melvin Seals, War and Treaty, Sunny War, Chali Tuna, and more. To RSVP for free shows and buy tickets, plus see the full concert schedule, go to levittdenver.org. That's levittdenver.org. Today on CityCast Denver. I love Christmas. It's the most wonderful time of the year in Denver. So me and newsletter editor Peyton Garcia are sharing a list of fun things for you to do, see, and eat this holiday season. Today is Tuesday, December 6th, 2022. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. Hi, Peyton. Hey, Bree. So we're talking about Christmas in Colorado today. Things that we can do in the city. Uh, I I pitched this idea because I wanted some new traditions or some different things that we could do with my family. And I know other people are looking for stuff to do to celebrate the season. And like this last weekend was Parade of Lights. That's sort of like a tradition in Denver. But like what else is out there? So Peyton, let's start with something to do. What is what is a holiday tradition, something you like to do in Denver? Yeah. So I have two things that I love to, that I feel like I do every single year in the city um, to celebrate Christmas. And one is the Chris Kindle market that takes place in Civic Center Park. And it is so much fun. I think you're a fan of that too, aren't you? I've never been. What? I know. I know. I'm going to go this year, but I just never, no particular reason. I just have never been. But would you tell me like, what makes it magical? Like what makes it special? Because there's a bazillion amazing holiday markets out there. And I know we've done some uh, roundups in the newsletter. We'll do more. But like what makes the Chris Kindle market so special? So there are a million little local holiday markets, and I would totally recommend those too. I think they're so fun. It's so much more fun to shop local. All of these different like breweries do it, like Raices does like little markets that focus on like Latino artists in the community. Uh, there's there's a million and they're so great. But I love Chris Kindle Market and it's this massive market that's celebrated in European fashion. So it's a German Christmas market. So it's not I mean, it still feels Christmassy, but Christmas in Germany. I don't know. I think it's fun because it's different. It feels so charming and quaint. And they got they have like mulled wine and German beers and um, all sorts of like traditional like German snacks. Um, okay. I actually have this pegged for the newsletter maybe it was Westward or 303 or somebody wrote um, a little article of like what snacks you should definitely get while you're at the Chris Kindle market. Okay. And they've just got all these like little pastries and stuff. And then like, it's all these little, I don't know, charming little like vendors with all these cute little trinkets that are European. It's just fun. It's fun. It's big. Um, There's like a big beer hall where they have like live music and you can rent, 
you can like reserve tables there and the mold wine is so good. It's just a really fun vibe. So it's an event in that like you can go and shop, of course, but you can also like hang out and drink and enjoy good food and hear live music and right. Be also you're like right in the center of the city and we're right by the city and county building if you're at Civic Center. So you can wander over and see that bananas amazing light display too while you're mm-hmm. down there. Yeah, you're like by the big the big mile high tree. Um, it's really cool. I would highly recommend checking it out. It's so fun. Okay. I'm going to add that to my list. One of the other things I really love to do is Denver Zoo Lights. So I know there's like a lot of places you can go for these like big giant light displays. So there's Denver Botanic Gardens, which I think you're a fan of, Brie. And then there's Waterworld and they like have one that you can drive through in your car. I, I just, Zoo Lights is my favorite because that's the one that I've always gone to. I've actually never done Denver Botanic Gardens, the Blossom of Lights or whatever. Um, and then their Chatfield location has one called the Trail of Lights, and I'm sure it's really great. But I'm a big fan of the zoo, as I think you know and a lot of listeners know. Um, so I just like to go there, and I just think the, the light displays are fun, and they have hot cocoa and other little like holiday treats that you can get. And you can still see a lot of the animals that have their inside exhibits. So that's something else I really like to do. The alternative for me in terms of like the wandering looking at lights thing that I've now come to embrace is Camp Christmas. So Mm. it's not the same as these other light displays because it's a it's a little bit different. It's interactive. What I love about Camp Christmas and it's at the it's at Heritage Lakewood, which is like um, their historic park. And it's this massive park that has historic buildings that have been um, preserved and brought to the park and positioned there. So it's like a little neighborhood. It's really cool. There's a whole farm. There's uh, a vintage diner. There's a vintage motel. But what they've done with Camp Christmas is this is Lonnie Hansen's uh, immersive experience, for lack of a better term. And Lonnie Hansen is an, an artist here in Denver. And that's what I love about it. It's like my two favorite things, Christmas and local artists. And Lonnie like transforms this space. We did a show last year. I'll, we'll share a link in the show notes of him explaining sort of the background of it. But it's lights. It's it's massive art installations, really fun collections. Like there's a candy. There's so inside the diner, there's like this crazy candy display. I can't even describe it. It's just like cotton candy, just candy everywhere. And then dotted throughout Camp Christmas displays. So there's displays for kids. There's all kinds of stuff that really engages kids. There's also you can visit Santa. They have a carousel. But also the adult side of it is really cool and that he has done these pun trees. So there's like a couple mm-hmm. dozen trees throughout Christmas trees throughout the display that have themes and they're decorated specifically for you to figure out what the the joke is. So what I'm thinking of, I'm not going to give them all away, obviously, but there's there's so many of them. But one of them has like toothbrushes and chattering teeth on it. And that's the dentist tree or like. Um, there was one that's like tapestry and it's like water taps. Yeah, that one. I, so I went, I went and checked it out after we did the show last year and it is, it is super, super fun. I would love to take my, um, little nephews there, but it is, it is like you said, fun as an adult. I just went with my best friend and they have hot cocoa there and they have bars there where you can get, you know, themed little, uh, holiday cocktails. And I thought the pun thing was so much fun. Um, the tapestry one, I could not figure out. I was like, Sinkistry? I, Sink <laughs> I was like tree? plumbing tree. I like yeah. They're and that's no the idea. thing is they're kind of tough to figure out. So if you're like a puzzle person, this is your holiday event. 
um, you can scan a little QR code as you go throughout and it's, you know, you can, you can try to guess and then they'll give you the answer. Um, and I have to say, I, I, I checked the QR code for the tapestry one because I, I couldn't figure I it out too. last year. <laughs> no, I was really stumped on that one. It was a really good time because it does. It really tote like you said, it transports you and you feel like you're in this like you don't feel like you're in Metro Denver anymore. You got transported to like the North Pole. It is it is a really fun. But it's a very campy thing. North Pole. I will say there's lots of pink. Lonnie loves pink. And yeah. the way he integrates it into the holiday colors, I like buy it. He has a whole room that's pink. He has a Christmas tree that's pink. And it's just like, yeah, I, really I hate fun. to use the word immersive because I just don't like that word totally. <laughs> these days. And I feel like it turns people off. But it it is it's almost there are aspects of the experience that are kind of like Christmas meow wolf. Yeah. Right. Where totally. you go into these different rooms. And I really liked the pink room last year. I thought it was super cool. Um, but no, totally, totally worth checking out. Um, but one more thing about it that's like why I recommend it. So okay. honestly, this is like one of the bummers of Denver being a popular city is it's hard to get into a lot of things like tickets uh, sell out super mm-hmm. fast, like for a lot of events. And this one, they have it done just right where uh, honestly, Friday night we were like, let's do something Christmassy. I looked online, they had tickets available. So it was like, you can make that decision in advance and like plan it out with your family. Or if you're just like feeling like wanting to do something, check and see. And most likely they'll have tickets. So that was like a big bonus for me was I didn't have to plan ahead. I could just pick that and do it. And they had availability. It was still busy. It wasn't super crowded, but it was still very busy. So there was like lots of other people around enjoying it with you. But the availability of the tickets made it like, such a perk, such a plus. Right. Remind me, is it timed entry? It is timed entry. So it's like okay. every 15 minutes. I think that helps. It does. With, and also with, yeah. they have a museum there on site. So you can wait inside if you get there a little bit early. Also, the parking's not bad. Like mm-hmm. it's just the ease of it is what I loved. It's like, oh, I can call some friends. And, yeah. And you can just show you can you have to get tickets in advance, but you can do it that night or that day and just show up. Yeah, Totally. This episode is brought to you by the Colorado Wine Board. Because the wine community here is like surprisingly robust. I mean, think about Bigsby's Folly and Infinite Monkey Theorem here in Denver alone. And there are urban wineries all across the Front Range. Then there's the Western Slope, Peonia, I mean, Palisade, hello, Palisade Wine, are you kidding me? It didn't used to really be a thing, but from what I hear, it's very much a thing now. There are more than 165 wineries across Colorado to explore, and they produce all sorts of wine that reflect our unique culture and climate. So finding a label that you're going to love is easy, no matter where your adventure takes you. Discover it for yourself and support local winemakers at coloradowine.com. That's coloradowine.com. Let's talk food. Mm-hmm. Food traditions, food. What do you... What do you like to do for the holiday season that involves food and, and and probably drink? So mine, yeah, mine is actually probably more drink related. Okay, so I mentioned this in the newsletter. I have two, I have two recommendations, but I mentioned this one in the newsletter the other day. Uh, and this is kind of a fairly new tradition that I've just started, but doing holiday tea. <gasps> I think it's so fun. 
it's just like such a nice little excuse to like get dressed up and you go and there's usually a big tree and there's some carolers and you feel fancy with those little tiny sandwiches <laughs> and the teas uh, and cocktails are usually holiday themed. Like they've got something like eggnoggy usually or cranberry. Um, and I think those are so fun. So you went to, I so the one I tried to go to is the Brown Palace and they're booked out through yeah. February. Yeah, no, but you can't, that's the tough thing. You can't do. So the Brown Palace, I think, is where everyone's mind goes. And totally. I have done tea at the Brown Palace. But yeah, you have to like reserve it months in advance. Uh, so that kind of sucks. I did go um, out to Boulder. So this isn't in Denver, but I went to Hotel Boulder Auto. They, I think, tend to have pretty open availability. I actually haven't booked mine for this month yet, but I should do that today. So Boulder Auto is <laughs> like the, the secret. Yeah. Yeah. That's where we went. And they have this like glorious tree that stretches up all the way, like three, three stories <gasps> high. It was, it's just so fun. Oh. And they do little events where they do, they have like carolers come in and I don't know. It's just, it's, it's really fun. So it's like one of my new traditions that I really like something you can do during the day. It's really great. And then my other, tr uh, my other thing that I love to do is, uh, holiday pop-up bars i know that a lot of people think those are like so overhyped and overrated and particularly i like miracle bar i've gone like every year for like four years and i think it's so fun the the, the cocktails are going to be like 17 dollars a pop <laughs> and it's like super kitschy but i just love it and i love holiday cocktails like i think they're they're just great Remind me of the theme of Miracle Bar, because this is like a bar idea, a pop-up bar that I think originated out of New York. Yeah, it did. So they it started in New York, and now they, they have pop-ups that happen like around Christmas, like all over the world. Um, and Denver only got their first one like not that long ago. I want to say it was only like, it's only been around in Denver for like five or six years, I think. Okay. Um, it's not, it's not been around super, super long, but it's... It's it's just like Christmas vomited all over this room. <laughs> like it's just it's nuts. So There's it's just like it's a pop-up bar, and, but it's just like full on Christmas out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like not not a little bit, not like lights in a tree. It's like Christmas exploded in this room. And then, you know, people usually go and they dress up in like their Santa outfits and and all of their cocktails are um Christmas themed and they come in these like specialty little Christmas mugs. I think it's such a fun experience. Okay. Okay. I might have to wander by that. I wonder if they have any you mocktails. Should. It's fun. To check their I know. Well, we'll have to see if they have mocktails this year because I can't drink either, oh, yeah. but I'm sure they do. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm they, sure do. they do. <laughs> um, well, for me, uh, Westwood's Festival del Tamale Atole, which is like tamales and atole. So it's like corn. This is like a seasonal tamales are definitely a seasonal thing. They're like, I mean, you have them year round for sure. But I, I always think of Christmas as when I want to like stock up. And what's really cool about this festival in particular, it's happening this weekend, uh, the 9th and 10th on Friday and Saturday night, is this is like a chef driven tamale event where you can try dozens of different kinds of tamales. So it's like, it's a tasting. It's awesome. And then it's paired with atole, which is a, a warm, like sweet, cinnamony, clovey corn drink. Um, so it's like a little bit of both, but it's like very, I don't know, it's very warm and I don't, it's just like perfect for the season. And um, the other thing that you can do, if you can't make it to the festival, you can also order 
tamales online by the half dozen or the dozen through there's a there's a group uh in Westwood that's like a a group of organizations and businesses that put all this together. And I think it's under the Rise Westwood Collective. We'll put a link in the show notes. But um, what's awesome is the tamales you can order are um, they have chicken and green chili, pork and red chili, and then they have a vegetarian and a vegan option, which I thought was cool. Oh, and a sweet one. They have a pineapple tamale, too. So are these coming? Are these tamales? Who's making these? Like, are they coming from different? So there's two like, different where... things happening in Westwood. One is the festival with that's like the chef driven event. And then the tamales you can order through the collective. I think it's through Revision, their program, because okay. they grow food yeah. and they have they have women there that do all sorts of cooking classes and uh, they make meals and all kinds of things. So you can those pre-ordered tamales um, you can get from community members that are making them. And then you can also go to the festival this weekend and try some more like some different types of tamales and it's i assume with it being a westwood event it's um it's free to attend i think you can it's free because they have a market but you have to buy tickets to do the tasting it's like any other tasting or like food festival i need to check that out i think you'd really like it that sounds incredible i was like i'm gonna have to squeeze that in this weekend because that sounds amazing and i love tamales i mean i love tamales all year round but it's just such a cool thing that's like a part of so many like chicano and latino family like traditions like um my mom's boyfriend he brought tamales to thanksgiving and even though (laughs) we you know i i'm i'm a latina we never did that growing up um i don't really know why that tradition kind of got lost because my mom says when she was younger that all of her aunts and uncles would come together and they'd make tamales every christmas and I'm not really sure how it got lost for our family, but um, her boyfriend brought some like homemade tamales and it was so good. And it's just such a cool thing that I know a lot of people in in our community do. And I just love it. So, I I mean, I would imagine the vibe is like really cool, really familial. Yeah, Um, totally. And also like it's it's I think it's pretty affordable compared to some of the other food festivals that you've talked about on the show. Tickets start at twenty five dollars. And I think you can you can buy like packs of tickets to try different ones, but it starts at twenty five bucks. So I think that's a great deal, especially Westwood if you wanna... is like they're always doing really cool stuff like that, though. Like, and it's super approachable and it's very community centered. Yeah, um, yeah, they do such great stuff. Yeah, well, I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, I think you. I was thinking of you the whole time. I was like, oh man, Pay would love this. So yeah, that sounds incredible. Yeah. So, is there anything you don't do during the holidays? <laughs> is there a holiday don't or a yeah. holiday tip for what to avoid? You and I were talking last week and there there are some things that I feel like I was starting to feel like a real Scrooge because you were like, I love Hallmark movies. And I'm like, Hallmark movies are stupid. <laughs> you were like, I like this. And I was like, that's dumb. Don't do that. Um, something that I think is overrated, though photos with santa and i'm interested to hear if you're gonna take montgomery to do photos with santa because i mean i'm you know pregnant right now i'm gonna have a a baby this time next year and right now my whole vibe is like i'm not doing that that's stupid (laughs) it's crowded the babies are just screaming the whole time um i don't know but maybe it's different once you have a kid Are, are you gonna take your son to go do that yeah i think so i it's interesting because you know he's 18 months old so it's really for like 
the grandparents. You know what I mean? Like it's for the family to see the pictures. And we did it last year and it was really funny because he was like six months old and he just looked like shocked in the photos. Like, who is this dude's lap I'm sitting on? Um, <laughs> but I, I think we're going to do it. I have to say, I don't remember loving it as a kid. I remember feeling not comfortable doing it. So that's what I'm saying. I know. Like, no, I remember being a kid and hating it. <laughs> I get pictures of my nephews and they, they look terrified. <laughs> and I'm like, why are you putting them through that? Why am I going to waste my Saturday standing in a crowded mall line for something that everybody's going to hate? So I did a little research actually on this because I was like, I think we're going to do it until he says he doesn't want to do it anymore. But um outdoor yeah, world really force him to do something yeah, well, he doesn't have ex- a choice exactly like well, but the thing is like now everything is reservations advanced reservations yeah so the line part is cut out of it and okay um, the best one i found was outdoor world bass pro shops santa land is like insane they turn that whole store into like santa's playland it's amazing and their photos are free they do one mm. four by six You can do, um, I think you can do walk-ins, but reservations are definitely encouraged. And it's really assembly line. You have a two-minute window. So you you sit down, you get a photo of Santa, and you move on. But it's free, which I think is awesome. Because the other one that I love is the Cherry Creek Mall Santa because he's like the best Santa-looking Santa. Like he's got a real real beard. Yeah, he looks like he might be the real Santa. (laughs) But their photo packages start at 40 bucks. And I was like... Mm. whoa they didn't have one option that was like 10 bucks for a photo and i was like i like didn't even think about the cost aspect of this i mean i haven't (laughs) why would you you know yeah i mean so i yeah i'm on the fence about it but i think i think we might try out the bass pro shops one this year because it looked pretty sweet and it was free so there is this cool um i know a lot of places do this and in particular well actually i don't know if a lot of places do this but i do know park meadows mall does um a sensory friendly santa yeah and i think that that's really really cool because um children that either you know get really overstimulated super easily or are on the spectrum of you know on in in some capacity that can be such a terrifying and challenging experience for them but they shouldn't like not be able to see santa so at park meadows they before the mall opens they have an hour where you can uh go in and see santa in a very sensory friendly environment and i think that's so cool like yeah i bet i can see where even just like okay you're sitting on a strange person's lap is like sensory overload enough and park meadows is a busy mall mm-hmm. so i saw that and i thought what a great idea so definitely check um various i'm sure various santa locations will be doing that but park meadows for sure yeah does that i think that that's super cool that's awesome um do you have anything that you try to avoid i mean i know you're like a christmas freak i am a christmas freak i love the fe- it was funny i was putting up my lights this weekend and i was like listening to my Christmas music and my husband's just looking at me like you're insane and it was a little sad that I got to, I put out all my my like uh, fake garland and all my lights on my house and there's no snow <laughs> like yeah we just have a dirt tough. yard which is kind of a bummer um so that would be my one thing that bums me out is I wish that we had snow <laughs> yeah yeah I mean it's still better than like palm trees and 70 yeah. degree weather in california in my opinion it's true um it's true or arizona which is where we go sometimes for christmas and it's like right, it doesn't yeah. feel like christmas at all 
Okay, well, thanks, Pay. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, hopefully that's some, you know, some fun Christmas stuff you can do in the city. So this was just a couple ideas. You give great ideas throughout the week, leading all, all the weeks leading up to Christmas in our newsletter, which you can subscribe to by yeah. texting Denver to 66866. So if you're looking for more ideas every week, Peyton's got new things mm-hmm. to do, uh, places to eat, all kinds of stuff. Um, we're going to be rolling through this Christmas season all the way through January. <laughs> Yeah, you're really looking for a deep dive on on Christmas stuff to do in the city. The newsletter's where it's at. We got something new. Uh, We have organizations you can volunteer at, places you can donate to, fun facts about reindeers, (laughs) all sorts of really cool stuff. So check it out. Awesome. Thanks for joining me, Peyton. Yeah, thanks, Bree. This was fun. And here's what else Denverites are talking about. Dion Primetime Sanders. The two-time Super Bowl winner retired from his playing career in 2005 to try out broadcasting and eventually coaching. And after a couple of big years coaching the Jackson State Tigers, Sanders was ready for a step up. Enter the beleaguered University of Colorado football program. According to the Denver Post, they lured Sanders to coach CU Boulder football with a five-year, nearly $30 million contract to help bring the Buffs back to football glory. He says his first priority is to, quote, out-recruit the rest of the country. And finally, Denver's newest park is now open on top of a highway. Last week, city officials had a ribbon-cutting ceremony for the yet-to-be-named Highway Park, which was part of the controversial I-70 expansion. Though community activists fought for the highway to be completely rerouted out of the neighborhood, the Central 70 project instead required the eminent domaining of dozens of homes and businesses, and the $125 million park project was part of the deal. The neighborhood rightly has mixed feelings about the park, and we're working hard to bring you that conversation soon. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell Krampus about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter, Hey Denver, by texting Denver to 66866. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See ya. Oh, his son is the starting quarterback? Of the CU Buffs? Is that a conflict of interest?